Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. This is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Coffee starting momentarily. Are you prepared? I heard you were waiting. Did you hear I was getting undressed? (laughs) (laughs) Are you all... Oh, my heavens, they just heard. (laughs) Is everyone here 18? We check out the door. Oh, but they check... Oh, my heavens, they're so organised. That's exciting. It's about to happen. It will be a scandal. Oh wait, what's it? Oh, oh no, it's oh it's over, oh it's over here. Oh, it is. Have you had one of these? <laughs> no, I have not. That's for you. I know I gave oh. you all some swag the other day. T punk. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. You weren't here. I know. Oh look, what I have for you. <laughs> They're warm because they've been in my corset. <laughs> Thank you. You're gorgeous. Would everybody take a moment to look at this beautiful, beautiful geisha, my business partner, who is going to assist me in this madness? She's like absolutely the epitome of grace and charm and decorum, and I'm not. <laughs> But oh, wait until we get going. Because geisha are known for their sense of humor, too. They have to train in all the arts. <laughs> well, all right. all right, but you have to laugh delightfully. Right, so you have to do that. You have to take good jokes or bad jokes and make their people think they're good jokes. That's helpful. Is that, are we, do we need more, are more coming? Um, everybody that was in line is now. All right, every, all right, good. You know, you should scoot up. It's more fun the closer you are. Because I won't be using a microphone, but I will be taking my clothes off. And you'll be able to see more if you're closer. I mean, that's just my recommendation, personally. I mean, if you don't want to see, I understand, although I'm curious why you came. Oh, another delightful ensemble. 
the fine coats. That's lovely. Well, thank you all and hello. I'm Madame Askew. I've met a few of you across the course of the weekend. This is my delightful business partner, Marjorie. Margie, sorry. Margie, no last name, don't ask. We don't ask. She's unknown from the DC office by way of Kyoto. It's better not to question too deeply. Yeah, right, see? Woman of mystery. So, but Margie and I have been discussing corsets and undergarments and how to dress as a steampunk lady or scallywag or just a woman of adventure all weekend. We've done a number of costuming panels and I like to think that, you know, they sort of culminate into this evening's adventure in undergarments and, um, I was going to say debauchery, but it's really not debauched, is it? It's not very debauched. No, no one brought any debauchery with them, did they? Well. Well, well. <laughs> Delightful. Some people are inseparable from their debauchery. I feel inseparable from mine. So, um, but there will be, I hope you're prepared, innuendo pretty Woo! much regularly. <laughs> so if you don't like we that like sort of thing. We do like to be regular. We do like to be It is. And we're saucy. So what we're going to do is currently I'm in a, like the Civil War, the steampunk Civil War, because I'm a steampunk and I don't care for history, like accuracy. I like history, but I like to throw my own flavor in, you know. So my skirts are kind of short. Scarlet would be just, you know, beside herself. Be more than fiddle-dee-dee if she saw this one, you know. Showing it. I am showing it. Did you see but me? She's also not dragging her hems. <laughs> no, I'm not. They're very clean hems. Um, and I get a lot of breeze, which is great here. Breeze. In Phoenix. Yeah, breeze. Look, watch this. You, hoop skirt. <laughs> it's air conditioning. I want warm in certain areas. I'll just stand here for a few minutes. You think I'm being sassy, but I'm getting cool. <laughs> So Margie and I were discussing the various undergarments and their uses. And also a lady asked us the other at another panel, I think it was yesterday, what about getting hot in these clothes? Right? Because let's face it, Victorian clothes, lots of layers. Today I'm quite cool, partly because hoop skirts. Everything's away from my body, sort of lifted up. It's one of the joys of hoop skirts, is rather than having your petticoats all tangled about your ankles, they're out here. L look, watch. No petticoats by my legs. No, there's <laughs> my ankle and my socks. So, my petticoats are up here, far away. And that's very helpful. And bustles do rather the same thing, but we'll get to bustles. So, the undergarments can not only create a silhouette, as you can see, I have a very distinctive silhouette right now. I look like a bell with a body on top. <laughs> <laughs> and if I move like this, I really look like a bell. Ooh, right. Um, so that was kind of like a populous shape, like little waist, big. big. I mean, they liked their back. When we talk about baby got back these days, they're like, oh, right. Right, no, I don't think you've got back. There's your hoop skirts. 
And did you get a bustle? No, I don't think you did. That's rather wee, isn't it? So, so not only did they serve a functional purpose, but they created a certain silhouette. And if you're interested in that silhouette, you really need the undergarments to help create that, to keep your garments in that shape, but also to manage the weight of your garments. This is, I'll pass around the skirt. It's not lightweight, I'll just say. But when I put it on, my corset and my hoop skirt and everything, I don't really feel it anymore. All I feel is the corset sort of hugging me around the body. I'm like, look, I'm wearing a corset. I'm not going to jog in the marathon today. <laughs> Shall we start with the layers? I like a count-off. Hello, thank you for bringing us water. And new people are Madame Askew. Oh, arms up. Ooh. Right, I forgot I was wearing a sash. This isn't really a layer. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't have to count the sash. I didn't even notice it because once you put the corset on, everything else is like, well, I'm wearing clothes. Can't feel it through the steel. <laughs> oh, there's stuff there, all right. Corset really bears all the weight, which is a wonderful thing if you're wearing heavy clothes. Like these ladies are probably wearing a pair of bodies. Not like human bodies, but they were called bodies in that era, which is rather earlier than this era. And it's a bit like a precursor to a corset. It bore the weight of a lot of their gowns and garments and skirts and, you know, all the beading, my heavens. Stand up, let everyone see. Look at these ladies. Yeah, look at all that beading. Yes. And you too, madam, don't be shy. Right, I'm just getting undressed. You've got pretty clothes on. Yeah, very nice. So all of that is very heavy. And you need the undergarments to support that. I've lost for, oh dear. Well, I have more at home. I'll just clamp them on again. Oh, all right, you clamp them on. I failed at clamping on the eaglets. All right. So she curtly. Right. So curtly, Mistress Margie is unlacing my bodice, which is layer number one. All right. And this is a very modest ensemble. <laughs> but it's an evening ensemble, so you'll see I don't have sleeves, which is very nice in Phoenix at this time of year. I could have sleeves. I could, but then I thought, Phoenix. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be bald and not wear sleeves. Hmm. I'm a saucy wench, it's all right. Lots of cord there. You can see I cannot actually take this off myself. Let me show you part of why I can't take it off myself. Oh, that is really cool. Woo, <laughs> 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 quite a breeze. So in the Victorian era, oh, that's good. You know how nowadays we put our shoulder seam like on the top of our shoulder, like scallywags or something, because we want to move our arms? I don't know. We like, we like to do this for some reason. I don't know why. In the Victorian era, they weren't much interested in doing this number unless you worked in a factory and were trying to save your fingers. So posture was everything. So not only did you have the corset, but men and ladies had their shoulder seam to the back of their shoulder, thus pinning them back in this position, which is, you know, proud, like a prow. And, you know, really sticks everything out there. But then you're just like, I've got T-Rex arms. 
So I can't stress myself. So then you need a mistress Margie to take off your first layer, your bodice, or to put it on for that matter. And then there is the next piece of the first layer, or a 1B if you want, which nice. is the skirt. Nice cartridge, please. Thank you. This is my corset. We'll get to my corset. Promise. Woo! I cannot get that off on my own either. There it goes. That's layer one. Are you scandalized I'm wearing so little clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And that, that is my corset. Yeah, right. It's a bit heavy. Aren't you glad that I've got a hoop skirt to carry that nonsense? So, you could just be a scallywag and simply wear your hoop skirt. And I will admit, sometimes it's very hot, I do. But if you're wearing hoops or anything with bones in your, in your foundation, it's really good to put a petticoat over it. Or you can be really crazy and hand sew ruffles over each line of hoops pretending like, you know, ruffling is fun, and that makes a pretend petticoat over it. Instead, you could make a petticoat to use again and again to cover up your hoops so they don't show through your skirt when you're walking around. And everybody's like, it's magic! Her skirt is that fool from magic. There can be nothing under there but fairy dust. <laughs> so then, you've got the hoops very handy and they became quite keen as the 18th century progressed. Originally in 1837 they were coming out of the Napoleonic Wars and they had this more natural silhouette with a higher cut to their waist. Ha, 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 ha. 
drawers, but we're about to do a quick change into the historically accurate chemise so that <laughs> I will not be breaking any laws. <laughs> 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 not sure what happened. So this is a hoop skirt, and um, it's, it's quite a wide one, which is delightful. Look at this 
<laughs> um, and you know, they were not all this wide, but in the Victorian era, you know how like modern brides would have their hoops, and it's almost like a conical thing. In the Victorian era, you wanted to have like a, a very soft curve to your hoop. And some of them were quite small, but um, this is a ball gown hoop, so it's supposed to be dramatic. And this is this really cool. I can pack it flat, watch. It goes in my suitcase like a slinky. <laughs> awesome. Isn't that cool? That's hoop wire, very important. It's a little heavy, but again, it goes on and on my corset, so I can't actually feel it. Yay, the corset! <laughs> so we're going to go backwards, or forwards. Forwards, we're going forwards now. Back into clothes. This is your most important garment as a lady. It's your corset. You need it to have a good foundation in Victorian clothes if you're going to wear a lot of layers of Victorian clothes. And currently, Mistress Margie is making the black magic of my busk fasten. Right, ooh, yes. They're very intimidating, a busk, which is these little hooks in front. But it allows a lady to get in and out of her corset with far more ease. These ladies probably have a busk that's wood in the front, or they lace up the front, or something like wood. Maybe you don't, yeah. So you can lace up the front in a Elizabethan bodies, or you can be fancy schmancy and have those, you know, minions who beat your laundry, and um, <laughs> lace up the back only, which is very hard to dress yourself in. Now the modern Victorian woman, suddenly, suddenly she wanted more freedom. She wanted to actually be able to get in and out of her undergarments on her own. I don't know why we do all this black on black. I think for masochists, actually. That's a word to the wise. If you're going to make black undergarments and a black corset, perhaps black laces are not quite the thing. <laughs> because then you can't see them. <laughs> Although they do di disappear delightfully. Um, red would have been far better. And, and if you are making corsets, and you took our corset panel, you can make corsets. Richard the Thread, our recommended vendor, actually sells cotton laces now. And so you can dye your laces to be the color you want. So they don't have to be black anymore or white, they could be red, for instance, or, or you know, fuchsia. All right, I have to open up here. Woo, look, hello. Hi, <laughs> that's all busky. <laughs> all right. So, Mistress Margie is a preeminent lacer, and currently, she's just getting the sort of excess cord pulled up. When you wear a Victorian corset, you're going to have about eight yards of laces running up the back of your corset. Now, some people have this myth that you just go in and you, yeah, take your darling, uh, you grab a bedpost, you pull a Scarlet O'Hara, and Mammy pulls <laughs> on your cords. <laughs> Woo! No, no, no. And gentlemen, or ladies, but gentlemen, <laughs> please, if you're helping someone into a corset, I beg you to not put your feet on the derriere. <laughs> <laughs> and then talk. 
How's your pockets? Oh! <laughs> oh, it's flat now. Oh, it's it's down there, very low. <laughs> I'll look at it admiringly. <laughs> I think we might need a yank or two. This is also important with corsetry. It's not illegal should be used to tucked up under your corset because there's nothing worse than a bruise from bunched fabric under your corset. Also, it itches terribly, and then once you've done that, you have to deal with this. So, you know, we want them high and proud. I mean, look at this corset. Look at these. I want to hide them. This is not a corset for hiding things. All right, and now, now the bustle. So many ladies wanting to do the turtleneck scarf. Now, I don't want to wear a bustle. Look, that's so big. What? No, wait a minute. My butt is huge, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, no, it's pert. I also do a lot of squats, all right? I'm not going to do them now. I'm in a corset. Now, watch this. That is not the shape of my butt. There's not no human woman or gentleman, no human person has this shape to their derriere. We don't grow that way. No. Turn the other cheek. <laughs> I would even, I will perambulate. <laughs> it's like, it's not human shaped but Could be an extra layer. We could say a little chemise. 
then drawers, that's two, then chemise, then corset, that's three, then bustle, that's four. And now, petticoats. Yes, like the hoops. This has wires in it. And a petticoat can be anything, right? It's great if you're fiddly and have OCD like I do, and you want like the perfect petticoat, and you make the perfect bustle petticoat to go over your perfect bustle. It's made in red and black to go with your red and black clothes with your black undergarments because you have an illness. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have to have a black petticoat, of course, because you want to cover up the bones of your bustle. And it's very handy to have a Mistress Margie because at this point I can't see anything <laughs> except my own cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of it too. It's like all I can see for miles. Come in, my bustles come unsprung, 
Margie has to rescue me. They're wondering why this nice lady is on the ground with her hand completely up my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> to really watch my bustle. And if it's fringy and the fringe sways, I sway, the bustle sways. It's like mesmer in a corset. <laughs> and if you are a seamstress, often your own costumes are pinned at the last <laughs> because you forget the hooks and eyes. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> 
question. Uh, you want to feel my muscle, right? That two feels up here. I mean, I should have shown you in hoops. That's very similar in a bustle. Oh, look, there's a chair. Little lift, watch. Little lift. Back up. Sit. On the edge of my seat. <laughs> because I'm in a corset. The bustle can actually go all the way back. But I'm like, what did I do? What did I do that? Now I can't really sit in a corset. So edge of your seat. Like this is delightful. <laughs> driving is a trick. <laughs> yeah, so driving is like this. Here's oh, your. In my younger days in court theater, I drove my 1978 car. I rode like a Barbie doll because I couldn't do the overreach. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> and don't forget, in your court tutor, you had this. Like these are like <laughs> 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 oh. oh, we lost that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Godzilla will watch it. Hey, Godzilla. He's so hauled. There we go. All right, he'll hold it. <laughs> all right, so she had to like pick up all, all of that. All of that, she had to pick it all up and furl it into her lap and then somehow get into the car. Bring it underneath my steering column. Right. Now, the nice thing with a bustle is all of the extra fabrics in the back. And I don't drive in the hoop skirt if I can help it because then I, too, have to drive like a Barbie. <laughs> and I've got the hoop right here under my chin. I'm like, oh, hello, Mr. Police Officer. No, I'm, I'm totally fine. <laughs> All I've had today is tea. <laughs> so instead, I have a, a, a small SUV, not a Firebird. I'm also, I'm 137. I don't have the flexors that I once had. So I, I little lift, little lift. Sitting, sitting. Oh, there's, the, there's that. Oh, oh, look. I'm going to just sort of, oh! Pull myself in, that's sort of the sound I make. And then I'm like, oh, there's a seat belt over here. All right, put that in. And adjust my chair so it's sitting really straight. Because this is. I'm not going to. Oh, hello. There's the steering wheel. Oh, there it is. Sitting up very straight the whole drive. You know, I've done that to Phoenix from Tucson, two and a half hours in my bustle and corset, racing for a 4 p.m. panel on Thursday at Phoenix Comic Con. <laughs> I also had my chapeau on, rather large, and I asked myself, why? <laughs> why, why did I wear the hat? <laughs> so that's how you drive. That's how you sit. But those are not the only things you might want to do in your bustle. Again, the tea all of the tea, or perhaps, you know, rum or gin if you're feeling efficacious. <laughs> and you think to yourself, I have to powder my nose. So at the beginning of this, do you remember these split drawers? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> remember them. Remember there's option A and option B. 
Right, commando or split draws? Split draws and commando, both very historical. But split draws will absorb... <coughs> oh, you have to face me. All right, I'll face the audience in the way. <laughs> so here are you and the ladies, and all the other ladies are like, I war like Electra. I'm Storm, I have wings, I'm like these big costumes, I'm at Phoenix Comic Con, I'm wearing a full body suit, I'm getting undressed. You're like, I'm wearing a bustle. Yeah, I know, you think I'm gonna take longer than you. <laughs> Step forward, do not turn. Hopefully the door opens out and not in. If it opens in, you do this one. <laughs> <laughs> behind you, because your muscle collapses, because you're wise. And then you go, ha, 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 la, da, da, da. the gentleman next door who's playing Captain America is taking off a bodysuit still. <laughs> she looks fabulous, but she's cursing. <laughs> Refreshing, shake, <laughs> I'm done! <laughs> and then if the door opens out, easy peasy. If it opens in, more of this, why? Why? Don't they know? <laughs> back, back out. Captain America is still trying to get undressed. She gives me the death glare. I say you should try steampunk. <laughs> say like four or five years now. Right, before that though I did a lot of different historical reenactments. I've always been curvy. It's just um, I thought for a while that you know maybe Irish bog gowns would be my look and then I was like oh you know maybe I'll try that like um, the Tudor business. I was like well I'm very conical. It's all right. Mm -hmm. I've got a bum roll, no, that's nice, I like that. And I was like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do an Italian Renaissance. They're so much more free with their hair. That'd be good, I have a lot of hair. Tired of putting it up and, I mean, those are beautiful, but really. <laughs> Talk about hot. So, and then I was like, you know what, I like swing dancing, I'll do those swing dresses. That's fun, crinolines up to here. And then I was like, you know what, bugger that. I like the corset. I'm already shaped like this. I'm just gonna put one on, that works. All right, oh, I like it now, all right. That's, so then I started doing Victoriana. But I did a tour through the centuries, basically, for a while. Yes, madam. How heavy is what you're wearing? I'm sorry, what? What you're wearing, how many pounds does it fit in? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> So I took the hoop skirt and the bustle. I took, I think, three corsets and then the rest of it. 
Corsets are heavy. Yes, madam. We made everything, the, the two of us. It's so pretty, is it folded that way? The, the bow is folded, yeah. You know, we both have OCD, which works really, really well if you're a costume maker. <laughs> but occasionally drives your friends nuts when you straighten their pictures. Yes, madam. <laughs> I do only wear lace-up corsets. Um, I wear corsets for the Baskin laces for a couple of reasons. One, zippers are known for failure. They can last for a while, but you know, a corset is a huge investment in time and energy, and I just don't want to bloody remake it if I don't have to. And if the zipper goes, I'm like, well, guess I'll have to make a new corset now. Maybe I can tear the old one. No, I don't want to tear the old one apart. That's too much time. So I always wear the bust So the answer to, can you alter my corset? I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> we it, could. It actually but takes no. less time to make a new corset than it would be to alter one. It's cheaper, too. <coughs> we have to tear apart your old corset and remake it. Well, it's like doing two corsets. So double the price. Yes, and then yes. cost you $700 to $1,000. Um, so many hours. Of course, it takes anywhere from 20 to 40 hours, depending on if you have to like do multiple fittings from the start. Um, and then the, the, the chemise and the drawers are like pretty easy. Like a chemise is a three to four hour project. Drawers are like four to five. The bustle's another five or ten hours. Then you get all the skirts, and that depends. How much trim are you putting on? Are you doing ruffles? Are you doing pleats? Putting a pocket in? So it just, you can see, adds up quickly. Yeah, something like that. I try not to think too hard. <laughs> I don't make minimum wage, though. That's crazy. All right, you had a question. Okay, I don't want to know your, your actual corset, but what is the measurement of it down to, as far as the difference um, what you mean when you're doing it? I think I can corset down to four to six inches, depending on how you know excited I'm feeling and how tired I am. Uh, that, that's actually another benefit of a lace-up corset, is if you are feeling a little gassy or bloated or just not feeling quite as put together, you can actually lace your corset looser, and then as your body topography changes, because it will as you wear a corset, 
then you can go and have yourself relaced, tightened or loosened as you need. That's one of the reasons why Victorian ladies would go to the restrooms in droves because they would loosen and tighten their laces as they would be during the evening. Or retiring rooms. They should have called them retiring rooms. Yes, madam. Yes, we did. No, <laughs> we've already done what nine panels this weekend. Right, but we, we could we could since we're kind of light, we could schedule just like a Q and A in the atrium area. And where do you live, darling? In Phoenix. We live in Tucson, but if you come get a card, we can uh, we can see about meeting in the lounge or someplace to answer questions. But we can also we will teach workshops periodically, so you could come to one of the this lady and then this lady. We haven't been invited, but if they'd like to invite us, we'd certainly be happy to talk to them. Yes, that might be around Colorado. That, that's true, yeah. We, we have a full calendar, but you know, if they send us the information. I hear Jerome's lovely, yeah. so yes. We're located in Tucson, we're located well, I mean, in Tucson. Tucson where? Well, I'm in sort of Midtown, But I go everywhere, well, and our, our steampunk events happen everywhere, so. Well, because I work with my wife, because I live near Tucson as well, and I work with my wife and people that take personal notes as well for me. I do not see anything online. Oh, well, we'll give you a card. <laughs> we really are good. online, but I'm sorry we didn't come up. <laughs> That's all talk to marketing, which is me. <laughs> good to know. you can claim part of that ethnicity, you can't use any iconography of that culture or ethnicity. In layman's terms, on Halloween, if you're not an Indian princess, you can't dress like one. That's, a, that's an extreme. That's an extreme. And, and there's the other extremes on this side that, that basically say grow up here and deal with it. And, are, and, and they make caricatures of various cultures and expect you to accept that. So, so we don't like those, are right, they extreme? Right. So basically I decided that I kind of, this is my rebellion. <laughs> she came as a geisha. You're a white girl as a geisha. No, Actually, I'm half. She's oh. Japanese. So someone said, you can't wear a geisha costume because you're white. And I said, no, I'm only half white. <laughs> 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 and 
And then what else I know you can't say? tell in the makeup. <laughs> and then I say, well, you understand that geisha is an occupation, not an ethnicity. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, multiculturalism and steampunk is something we're both passionate about and we have given panels on, which is a big discussion. But I always say, be respectful. Do your research. You want to have a good costume, right? Yeah, it's kind of the golden rule. Don't be a jerk. Right. <laughs> so Margie just decided, you know, she'd bring it, basically. <laughs> and she did, I think. So and two days. Two days. Two days. <laughs> Thank you. Any other questions? All right, yeah. Two days. Right. Any other questions? Now, do you feel informed? Yes. Woo! Are you going to go out and get a bustle? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My work here is done, Margie. Hi guys! If you're a fan of reading like I am, and you've been looking to try out audible.com for audiobooks, we have a link for a free 30-day trial. So go ahead and check out audibletrial.com slash Podcast Network. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash Podcast Network. Thanks! Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.